to the Progress with Unity podcast. Uh, we had an excellent point away at Brentford on Saturday and a clean sheet to boot. Uh, we've got the international break coming up and we've played a Bianco friendly this week against Rotherham, which unfortunately we lost 1-0. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about besides that. Um, we'll just crack on with it, shall we? We've got a full voice this evening, everybody's... Uh, buzzing because we've got four points from two games so yeah, we've uh, all got our phones off so it's not buzzing and that's the other thing <laughs> big apologies from last week with the interference uh, it, I, said, I said to a few people who emailed me that it won't happen again and uh, yeah. that is what we're and Barry's had a stern letter from the police about interference I have yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Michael yes how are you doing good you to be that? back Barry good yes. to be back yes yes I've been let out I've good. been let out again yeah I've served my time. <laughs> <laughs> Rob? Yeah, uh, hello, Barry. Hello, Rob. Are you well? Uh, yeah, I'm alright. Uh, I've recovered from Saturday. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Paul? Alright. Your phone's in bits in front of you, just to uh, prove the point. It is, yeah. It doesn't work when the battery's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, it hello. was you last week, under the table. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> secretly. Yeah. You know, Usually I just sit here and say nothing, so you've not missed me this whole life, last month. I've actually been here, sitting under the table. No, you don't. Oh, I haven't said. No. Gareth? Well, that joke worked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gareth. Hello there. Mm-hmm. Simon? Harry. How are you doing? Good, you? Yeah. Adam? Hello. Oh, uh, Mick, I have been, been round once, haven't we? Let's get on with it. Right. What, what a game! What a game on Saturday. So. The stats, the elongated stats, Gareth. Let's have, uh, let's have the stats from the Brentford game. Elongated. Stats from the game, Brantford. Brantford. Yeah, them as well. Brentford versus Wigan Athletic. Possession. 55% to Brentford and 45% to Wigan Athletic. Attempts. Brentford managed 15, Athletic's just 7. Both teams had two attempts on target. Corners. Brentford had 12, the Latics 4. Passes, 366 to Brentford, 309 to the Latics. Passing accuracy, 67% passing accuracy to Brentford, and 70% to the Latics. Wigan were caught offside twice, Brentford not at all. Wigan committed 14 fouls to 12 by Brentford. Both teams got Three yellow cards, no reds, and no goals. Gareth, did you sit there and count all the passes personally? No, no, very all. Okay. Optistats, those, those, those are the Optistats. Anyway, what, what an absolute fantastic result. Uh, nine goals in the previous two home games. Thought it was on for a bit of a stuffing. I think most of the football world had it down as, an home, as a banker. And uh, we go there and, and come away with a goal this draw. Creditable. You know, after the way they've been free scoring, what have you, it's, uh, it's a good result. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, we did relatively well. Yeah. Uh, Adam? Yeah. Dan Byrne, apparently, man of match. Tremendous performance. Is it? Yeah. Superb. Never doubted him. Yeah. <laughs> We've loved him all along. Okay. Never once criticised him here on the PWU podcast. It was atrocious weather, though, wasn't it? It was, uh, there was a fantastic photograph, I don't know if you've ever seen it, of uh, Ronan Platt, the, 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 the double yeah. rainbow. Yeah, there's one. Absolutely it's, magnificent. It's poster. in this week's Observer. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh. Uh, but it, that, I think that shows the character of the team at the moment, then, actually, that, you know, given adverse weather and 
you know, up against the odds. Everybody reckoning, nah, we're just going to get whitewashed and go away because we're not doing so good at home and stuff like that. Yeah, we came up tops for me. Yeah. Well, team selection beforehand. Greg, you're back in. Yeah, right decision for me. I thought it was the wrong decision for dropping. I know some will argue with it saying three games in seven days and all that carry on. But for me, he's, he's the main man and he's proved it time and time again. He proved it when he came off the bench against Wolves. Colwell commenting on his sharpness. I know he was probably on against tired legs against Wolves and maybe that had, could have had something to do with how he ate pace of defence and used all his strength. Do you think Very he... composed for the finish. I think it was definitely the right decision and the right decision to pull him back on. But it's really good to have someone of Lafondre's calibre mm. come off the bench if you look at his goal scoring record in this division. I think it's it's up uh, with uh, some of the best strikers in this league at the minute. So I think, you know, we're looking all right in that department if we can get the supply in to the box. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Talking of supply, Paul, uh, Yannick doing on the bench after his uh, choosing that heroics against... against well, it's, uh, like Rob's saying there about swapping players out, it's not an 11-man game anymore, it's a 14-man game. You start on the bench... It's neither in nor there. That gives you opportunity to come on and try and influence the game against tired legs, as he said. Mm. Yeah. I, I, Which he did, he caused that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. We, had a, we had some selection issues early on, didn't we, where people were asking questions. They seem to have certainly faded in the last couple of games, mm. whether that's results based, punditry, or, or genuine or not, I'm not so sure. But you know, certainly I've not seen many questions to be asked it's about the same point in the season as last year isn't it you know we're talking about that first 11 uh, well first 14 as you say there we didn't really have a settled team and it's now coming to fruition that we've got a bit of a settled team Mm -hmm. just a few tweaks here and there and we're hopefully going to have a kind of rise like we did last year yeah I don't think we'll rise quite as um, quite as far because you know I think we're further back already and obviously the opposition's stronger but yeah, it's, it's definitely a squad game now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that the difference between this season so far and last season is that we've not been picking up the points, we've just gone on a big run of losses. But, yeah, I think that's going to be borne out in the rest of the season, really. I think we're going to be a bit stunted in comparison to last season. So Stunted? Yeah. Bumped. Last two games, 2-1 two, win, 0-0 nil, nil draw, Brentford. The Latics are up and running. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not I mean, like last week we all did our forecasts and there was quite a few predicting defeats. Me, yeah. four one and draws. I don't think anybody else was going for a win. Paul nil nil. Paul small the nil nil, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only, re- only realised what Rob said. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, we need to have the greatest amount of faith in our chances. Not not saying anything about us, but just how, how Brenton have been playing. Isn't it, you know? Oh, it's the, they've got the best. They had the best home record in the football league, I think, before Saturday, and I think uh, predictions were reflected. Yeah, not really. Fantastic results, isn't it? When you look at it, um, we've had a, an email in from one of our listeners, uh, David Prescott, who was just he's just saying, and it brings up a point in his email, which I, I think we could move on to. He, he just says that it was a great point on Saturday against Brentford. Uh, and he said the team defended really, really well against very difficult opponents, got a richly deserved point, and no doubt will definitely give Bogdan and the back four a lot of confidence with the future coming up against you know high scoring opposition. 
Although special mention says he says must go to Stephen Warnock, who was absolutely immense all game. Now the point he's bringing up, he says, this leads him nicely to, to this point he wants to make. Uh, Craig Morgan. Now he says he, he knows he's been out injured, but as he understood it, it wasn't a long-term injury, and he should have been back within a few weeks. And his last appearance was on the 20th of August when we played Nottingham Forest. That long? Over six weeks ago, yeah. Uh, since when Stephen Warnock has uh, taken over the captaincy, and it's been said in the papers that there's no problem uh, between himself and Craig. But we've been such a long time out since uh, his last appearance, not even made the bench. Uh, he's wondering if, if, if there might be a bit of uh, a problem there, um, especially as Morgan's not made any comments and he's not been seen around the training ground or anything either, has he, on, on any of the press releases. Uh, I don't know whether you know, something is being read into that or not, or whether... Uh, I mean, his last game, what he said there was on the 20th of August, which was 11 days before the end of the transfer window, weren't it? And we do know he was, he, we'd agreed a fee with Sheffield United for his for his move, and he couldn't have agreed personal terms. Now whether, I don't know, he just doesn't feature in Corbell's plans. I mean, that's, you know, these things happen, don't they? Oh, come on, he's a centre-back, no. and to be honest, on Saturday, we didn't have, the only defender we had on the bench was Luke Garbutt, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And when I looked at that, I thought, God help us if one of our centre-backs get injured, because who, who's going to get in there? If he, even if they had a little fallout, he'd still be on the bench because he's a footballer, he's getting paid to play football. Good point, Adam. Yeah. Not, he's probably just injured and he's probably just not as soon as he expected. I think he'd be back in. Right, good point. As Paul, as Paul said before in his, his talk, and he talks about this a lot, it's evolved. He's found that he's 14. Mm. And, you know, these things have fallen into place. Things have changed. Perkins has come back into it. He wasn't figuring much earlier. McDonald's getting 90 minutes. <coughs> Gomez is in. Burns, you know, it's changing. Who's, who's to say in three weeks it might, you know. Mick, with your experience of working around professional clubs, um, have you come across instances, without naming names obviously, where certain players have been left shunned, shall we say, shunned by the management because of issues behind the scenes? That yeah. yeah, it does that. It does happen, um, and um, it can be for um, the tri most trivial of things, and it can actually just be that two blokes don't like one another, and I've, I've actually witnessed firsthand uh, where the, let's call it the coach, the head coach, turned around to uh, one of the players and said, as long as I'm at this club you will never, <clears throat> you'll never grace this field. And this was a very, very, very good player, very good player, and it was just because they uh, they fell out. And, be, and even though uh, that player went to the club manage, other club management and said, uh, you know, this is what's going on, they bite the coach. Um, I've also known and seen it where the players themselves have kind of rejected one of their own, and thought, <coughs> you know, so that person was a bad apple, you know, bad influence. But the thing I'd like to add, add to this is, who led us out at Wembley? Was it our club captain or was it our captain on the day? Because our club captain was still at the club, but he wasn't on that field that day, was he? It's no, no, he wasn't. It was so, substitute, wasn't it? Yeah. So, it, you know, it's, yeah. happened, it's happened on the greatest of occasions in the history of this club. Yeah. I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, 
However, there could be there could be more to it than was was the move to Sheffield or was potential move to Sheffield triggered by the player? In which case, we know what's happened before at certain clubs where you know they've asked for a move and it's been right. You want to go? You're not playing here again. Defy. Like I think we can name one particular example because it's probably one of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, how Ferguson dealt with Van Nistelrooy, and it was a case of you're not going to be playing. I'd like you playing with the youth team, mm-hmm. and it was a disciplinary act. Whether it's been the same here with him, I don't know. Perhaps I think we're actually reading too much into it. But you'd be, I think we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm sort of on the fence with this. When I looked at the bench, at the, uh, I know he's been injured and whatever, but. I, I did start to think that he's been frozen out for whatever reason. Maybe going back to the transfer speculation, and he's not got his move, and maybe he's said something out of turn. Colwell's not too too calmly to get dropped him. But looking at that weak bench Saturday with only Garbutt as a dif- recognised defender, and I'll use that term loosely from what I've seen so far. <laughs> um, sorry if you're listening, uh, but. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say then. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm sort of on the fence. I think it could be. You've got the flexibility in the positions as well, haven't you? Playing four at the back, five at the back, three at the back with two wing backs that may not necessarily be known as defenders. The, it, I, I think you, you put together a run of better defensive performances right at the point where the speculation is he should have come back into the side well, how, how do you justify bringing somebody back into the side who's been in a side that shit goals early season mm. just at the point where the defence is starting to shape up I, the, 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 the ultimate thing is we haven't got a bloody clue and it could be anything couldn't it it could, could be, be. a fallout it could just be simple yeah, football yeah, that's could, be, could be absolutely nothing in it you know he says he's not been at the training ground or it might be because he's been at the butcher shop instead when somebody the doctors yeah. with regards yeah. to the injuries yeah. we never come anything. out and say do we hey no. someone's off returning because we're very secretive like that so that, that's what I was going to add earlier but, but look, look, look at the um, look, look at the example of what we had with the German geezer and uh, Saint Holt you know didn't even give him a squad number mm. Saint Holt get out he took money for years and didn't want <laughs> so listen I've, I've, just, I've just been on pilgrimage to his birthland you know I've just been up well, there well, I, yeah yeah anyway, I just had to go had to go right okay let's move on from that I'll tell you who I thought did quite well on Saturday he's been uh, you know uh, he's come in and he's been doing really 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 well He's Nathan Byrne. Uh, some of his, his runs, he's, he's an outlet, isn't he? He's an outlet. He's good an player. Outlet. Absolutely. Yeah, small and quick, isn't he? Mm. Big yeah. He's got a good touch, uh, turn of pace. Yeah. And tech plays out the game. That international break, right? We've no game this weekend because we've got Finn fin Internationals. Finn Internationals. Yeah. Finn, did you get uh, it? Finn Internationals. Because uh, we are on a bit thin on the ground with our players leaving and going out on Finn Internationals. Uh, uh, we've only got two. Uh, you know, I'll, th- I'll throw the first one out there because we'll all know who it is. Uh, no. Sean McDonald's away with Wales. Wales, great. Okay, who's the other one? Jack Bob White. Down. Yeah, Bob Dim. He's Bob Dim with somebody. No. Go no. On. Jack White. And where's he gone? 
Yeah, no, 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 Friendly at, at uh, Christopher Park, mm. and uh, Carl Noyle has tweeted that he's uh, he's got forty five minutes under his belt. He's oh, right. well, so, got a bit of good news. Yeah, rap, so he's but played. Actual rap, yeah. <laughs> um, is he a dwarf though? No, but they they had a strong team match as well because they had a, a few of the first teamers playing. So, uh, but it's, uh, it's 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 things to work on. It gives us. Like almost a fortnight to well, it gives us a fortnight, doesn't it, to mm. look on stuff. It's one of these hand selected games that we're playing, or was it just a pure first team friendly? I, th- I think it, it was a little bit of both, I believe, <coughs> without going into too fine a detail. You wouldn't, wouldn't go and select that one, would you, Rotherham? You know, when they were talking about Man City, United, and all them lot, so it's not really what kind of fitted the mould, but mm. I suppose it's because recognition as well isn't it? No, no, level low, aren't they? We're in mm. the same league, we're in a And if they're playing first teamers in it as well. Yeah, I suppose it's beneficted us. Very competitive, yeah. I should imagine. Very yeah. competitive. It's a proper game, isn't it? And you know, we've all played at different levels and you have a week off and you, you lose your sharpness. Mm. Mm. So just getting a game in there is good for them. Right, okay. Uh international's done, rather done. Um <coughs> A couple of weeks ago, there was uh, some screaming and shouting about Sack Caldwell, which never came around because we had uh, positive results. We've had a couple of positive results, but a couple of clubs in our, our division have sacked their managers this week. Roberto, the. I was going to say, it's sacking season, isn't it? Yeah. So they lost at uh, Preston North End. And, and ah, he's out of account for another manager. And then uh, Cardiff, who also lost to Preston North hmm. End. They sack Paul Trollope. Mm. Um, so you don't want to lose to Preston North End, then, do you? No. Paul Yeah. Ten games in, is it too early to be sacking managers or what? What do yeah. you think? <coughs> it is. I think it's partic- a bit harsh on no, the Retail. No, he's back and he's not. He's shown he's not stubborn in, in his stupid system that he designed. Would be a good idea. I think it's clearly who. Gasser. What were we on about Gary? No, I was on about uh, oh, these two. These yeah, two they've got curve. They, they can go. Well, Dimitri, I mean, they've really seven games. 1-1. One, yeah. one. It's the day and age though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I suppose they haven't got big press, haven't they? have spent all that money. Yeah. Uh, they should be doing a lot better, I suppose. Yeah. Where are the Villa? To the 19th, a point ahead of us. They're on minus two goal differences. Scored 10 and conceded 12. So where are Cardiff? Are they bottom? Cardiff are next to the bottom. Rotherham are bottom. Um, when I looked at Villa, I was surprised how low they yeah. were. I knew Cardiff we scored more than we conceded. No. Us? No, we're minus two as well. 12-14. Most importantly, we're still ahead of Blackburn. Yeah, we're ahead of Blackburn. We're both off the line, that's all that matters. Come what may. <coughs> oh, you're better than that. Uh, Neil Warnock's been brought in at Cardiff. Great appointment for them, that. Yeah. Lives, lives in the area. 
Well, I said the area lives in Cornwall. It's as close as you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if you live in Cornwall, I mean, there's not many football. Mm. There's only Plymouth, Exeter, Torquay. What true row? True row. They're coming through the leagues, aren't they? Yeah, they're on the up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think Warnock. Uh, I hate him, but good manager. Have you ever tried driving at him, Cornwall? Yeah. That's going to be about ball eight for him. He'll get a boat. Yeah, he can do. Helicopter. Helicopter. Yeah. Uh, Bill, I'm looking at Steve Bruce, one of the names we mentioned. <coughs> Be a decent appointment. Yeah, but the, obviously up. the Villa fans don't want him, do they? Well, no, not because he was at Birmingham. Yeah, I think there's a mixed bag. I think from I listened to a bit of a phone in the other day. I think obviously they, they hurt him because he's ex, uh, blues. But I think there's one or two of them seeing the sense that he took a couple of clubs up. There's also two couple down, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, from the Premier League, not from. Yeah, not from there. Oh, yeah, no, I mean. He's a championship manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll give him. He'll probably get him at playoffs if he's too cold and high. They'll probably take him down. You say he's a good championship <laughs> manager, um, but in the championship, he's playing at clubs that have got a budget. So, so put those clubs in, when he takes them up, put them in the Premier League. They then got a, a low budget compared to a lot of the Premier League clubs. So that we like spending the money, don't yeah. they? Yeah, but that, that yeah. maybe explains why he's good in that yeah. division and, and struggles a bit more in the yeah. higher division. Yeah, had the right idea, didn't they? That he got them up and then they, they just decided to annoy him, so he left. Yeah. He's trying to annoy Mike Beelan at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to get him to leave, but he's not, he's not doing it. <coughs> foreign owners. Well, it's a lot of payoff, isn't it? If you get sacked as a Premier League manager, you do. You just or put, put your feet up at garden, or put your feet up in a villa somewhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so get a job at villa when yeah. you're short Yeah, enjoy the severance pay for yeah. a bit. Make a fortune. Get uh, job. Anybody else in any other walk of life though? If you actually bring, um, let's just say, disreputary employer or shame upon the employer or sully their name, you can actually get done for doing that. You don't just lose your job, you don't get paid. You can also get done. So why is it in football? People have been proven to be incompetent because the results that they're producing have led to, you know, the, the demise of a football club. And by that, I, mean, I, I don't just mean the way they're going down in the league and everything, but the finances are absolutely crippled and everything. And they, 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 shake it, they shake that person's hand, give them a £1 million payoff and say, hey, never mind, lad, off you go. Ridiculous. Mm, yeah. Talking of, 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 of Ben Sapper people, Owen Coyle was on oh, um, Radio Lancashire this week. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was a forum. Oh, it's a radio, Barry. You don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a he had a forum with the uh, Blackburn Rovers fans, and there was uh, four four members of the board there as well, directors and, and, and the like. And they sat on a top table, and they were facing questions from the floor. It's very tasty, tasty listening. Now, Owen Coyle talks a good game, as, as we all know, don't mm. And he was very convincing, and he was very... He, 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 he was... Actually, the five people sat there, he was the one who were coming across the, the best without any shadow of a doubt. Brave to do it on the radio, that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, he went to it live. It's, yeah. it's still... Uh, but one thing that really... Well, there were two things that tickled me. There's a, a woman there, she, she said, uh, when you got appointed as uh, Blackburn manager, she said, uh, I, I couldn't believe you took the job. She said, knowing the state the club was in, she said, I just couldn't believe you took the job. And she said, and also, from my point of view, being a Blackburn Rose supporter, 
said I couldn't believe you took the job because there's no way that I want you to be the manager of Blackburn mm -hmm. Rovers but I, he laughed at it you know so that was uh, uh, but she's still like <laughs> you have to when you're in car yeah, don't yeah. you yeah. you've got nothing he else he but he, he also said because we were talking about his transfer policies and, and the players he's bringing in and that who's he's trying to bring in and, and the money from the bankers and etc and he said I'm not one for spending transfer fees on players aged 31 or 32 oh right is he not well <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Oh, mate. Where's the case for the defence? <coughs> what, you mean St. Grant of the Holy Hall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tell you what, when you spend money on ageing players Fortuna. that don't deliver the goods. He scored last night, Marco Fortuna. Did he? Did he? When you when you spend money on players like that, and there's, there's people talking about corruption in the game and people taking backhanders, yeah, that to me are the transfers that you need to look at. Were you singing Abba then? It don't make sense, Adam. You know, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm listening to you, Paul. It doesn't yeah. make sense to buy players like that, does it? When, when especially when you've got a stated policy that we're going for youth and, and potential, to then taking some old knacker yeah, yeah, yeah. you're thinking he's on a backhand it, it just I mean, I mean I obviously don't know anything but it sounds like it yeah get him investigated talking of which Allardyce who? Mm. big Sam we were going to mention him last week when we were running out of time oh Mr Bung has <laughs> <laughs> he stitched up Gareth yes but you know he, he, he should be advised and have more oil in his lamp than to be stitched up like that. You know what I mean? Three million pound a year, for God's sake. Three million pound a year for the sake of four hundred thousand pound. It's that not even. It's not even three million. He's been in the game a long time, hasn't yeah. he? He's, he's, he's been. He's been before when he was up the road, wasn't he? I mean, someone at the he's FA when he's got in that job, someone at the FA must have said, "Look, in this job, biggest job in country." You've got to be aware, there's going to be people who's going to, any, anything you've got to be wary of. Surely someone's had that conversation with him. Yeah. I've heard people saying things like, oh, he was naive. Naive? He's been in football 50 years. He's in his 60s, isn't he? Sh yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> naive. I, I think it's so endemic that they kind of all take it for granted that it goes on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Colwell mentioned it himself, didn't he? He said, we're lucky, we're privileged at being uh, this job as managers and footballers. We all earn a lot of money and do well from mm. it. Um, and it, it's and he hit the nail on the head. Wherever you've got money, there's going to be corruption. Mm. And I think it's the tip of the iceberg. This man, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of stuff coming yeah. out. It's not the, the only one, is it? It's like with Mike Neil brought it up, and, and they went doing investigations there and. You know, if they all close ranks and not one and none of them are spilling the beans, then you, you struggle getting the evidence to to bring it all to light. Don't you? Mick, with your experience of working around professional clubs, have you ever been approached with a brown paper bag? No, with a big wad of cash in it. No, but one, of the, one it, yeah. of the things I did I did uh, discover, and that was the um, everything has a price. Everything had a price. So, for instance, if you was arranging for people to do a player appearance, there'd be a price to it. Um, I'm not going to do that without, you know, like I'm not going to go do, do, doing no coaching schools, no coaching sessions, if I'm not going to get paid. Now, this was at lower league clubs.
because these, these lads had to make a living. And it was just like everybody else in a job. So everything had its price. So money was a constant topic. And that's it. With uh, all the sports that I've been involved with at, uh, at professional level. Well, it's like they say, every, any job you want me to do all the time, you pay me. Correct. And so there's not much of a difference between professional sports people and uh, the ordinary bloke working down the pit, going down... Um, painting and know, decorating. Painting and, de yeah. well, paint, painting and decorating, that sounds good, yeah. yeah. Um, and what, what you will find, though, is that they see their careers as being very short compared to other people mm. who might actually be putting money away for a pension and stuff like that. So what they like is squirrels squirrelling away the nuts right, for the winter. Well, that's what they're doing. They're trying to actually make, put their pension to I'm sorry, this, this it's a short career winds me up. They're all at 30 and then they can't get another job, do they? No, no, no. no they're no, not no. dead at 30. <laughs> they're, not, they're not at 30 and go, right, that's your career yeah, over. Yeah, You're not working ever you again. You have to reskill. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the problem. That's what they I see. Mean, we all had to reskill. I've reskilled. Yeah, yeah oh, damn, we can, all had his arm up by an I've had to do it. I've had numerous careers. Can I go back though? Because what Paul's made is making mm -hmm. a very, very, very good point. And the unfortunate thing is, footballers are. Quite a lot of professional sports people are thick as that table. And, right, and, and they are guided. They are, they, everything's done for them. Go on with paper, right? that's So the thing is, though, is when they themselves are coming to the end of what they realise is going to be a playing career, they, go, they get frightened. They get frightened. Wasn't Neil... So, yeah, they're, they're approachable. Yeah. They are approachable. Well, they're doing silly little things like this. Wasn't Neil Rimmer a painter and decorator after he retired? The, the other thing with that, Mick, is... Was he? He must have had a big ladder because he was only a little lad, wasn't he? Was he as well for a video? He had a big head. He's got a big head. Who's Neil Limmer? Shut up, after all this bog at you. Neil Limmer's a legend. Can't call him a dwarf. Neil, if you're listening, going back to the podcast, if we get back. As a professional sportsman, you go through school with sport, 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 sport in your mind. You hit 30, sport, sport, sport in your mind. Anybody normal goes through school and once you get to secondary school, you start thinking about a career over the course of a few years. You don't get to the point where I've got a career, I've got a career, oh shit, I've no career, what do I do now? And I, I think there's, a, there's an element of it hitting them like a, like a, a truck rather than slowly becoming aware that you need to think about a career and find a career and choose it's, what exams you're doing. It's how we nurture our talent. Yeah. And sadly, and I know I've, I've mentioned this before, uh, is I, I am actually opposed against all these uh, academies in the way in which they're structured at the moment. Is why can't we just have young people playing sport at school? Because schools do a bloody good job, let's not forget of looking after them and bringing them up within that sport in the right manner. Unfortunately, clubs are now invested in these young people. They are making a big financial investment. And when you think of the investment they make into, say, a dozen young people, and they're only getting one, uh, that goes through into the uh, professional ranks. But what's happening to them other, other, that, them other 11? You know, are they just discarded? And what kind of um, psychology has been bombarded into them young people
in the reformative years, mm -hmm. so that when they do actually hit 16, and they get dropped by the Man United Academy, what do they do? What do they do? Because all oh, they've been more paid. Yeah. I've been at Man United for four years. I'm going to be a pro footballer. And the reality is they're not. I'm guessing in an academy, education is a, a box being ticked. As, uh, and it's very much secondary to the sport. I think it's more nowadays. I mean, you see what the, yeah. they do at the club down here, you know, the training centre at, uh, is it Montrose? Yeah, you, Montrose, you, you, know, you, yeah, you, know, you might run an academy, you're not going to have specialist teachers for all the subjects, you're going to have all-rounders that can kind of get by. And the lads coming out of these academies will have ticked an education some box to a level. Some of, some of the academies are very, very, very good with their educational provision. They yeah. do actually employ... Um, mainstream teachers so plastics do plastics get there because they have the tax run yeah um they do the uh national they was doing the national diploma the b-techs in sport yeah. they've been doing so it's a level three qualification yeah, mate. it's a level three sorry you're arguing with the wrong person here level three qualification have you could qualification they're not any cues the b-techs are different did, diddly squat in the in the outside world we can get into uni with it can't get into uni. Uni, what are they doing at uni these days now? All they need to do at uni is give them degrees. Anything else, they go to polytechnic for. Right, okay, let's move on from this because we'll end up arguing all that. We'll also argue about this. Right, right okay. Um, talking of uh, uh, what was talked about just a, a few minutes ago about Antoine Mar. Mark Oufran. Mark, Mark Antoine. Antoine. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, scoring this what, week. What of that famous double act? <laughs> We've had two of our, our lone players, um, Billy Mackay and Sam Odiluse, both have scored this week for their respective what? lone clubs, Oldham and Rochdale. Rochdale. Yeah, and I, I found uh, quite interesting yesterday, Bradford, they were two up and it was Food Kitchen, Hewulia, who scored in the, uh, oh. what club was it? Chicka 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 chicka. I can't remember. Yeah, you can. Big, yeah. What the. Check the trade. Check the trade. Yeah. Check Very surprised Vukic is only at Bradford. I thought he was a class player. What a pointless trophy, though. Oh, God. No one wants that. Right, he was a really good player. Vukic. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I never bet. I can't, I can't believe it. I think he'd suit the championship. His skills more than League One. Yeah, I think he's a. Quick feet. Cracking player. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him down here in a shot. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, international break. Then we're, we're back. We're back on the uh, 15th of October. And we've got four games between then and the end of the month. Uh, Burton at home. Leeds away. Mm. Brighton at home. Cardiff away. So, interesting games there. Uh, at the moment, Burton are on a nine-day sabbatical in Marbella, of all places. Now, I've looked into this uh, today. Why are we going? <laughs> well, no, oh. because oh. Burton Albion tend to go away quite regular together on these sabbaticals. They take mm -hmm. the players away. And uh, if there's any breaks in the fixtures, off they go. And they always tend to lose the first game back after it it's as though they're going out there on the lash on the lash like a big bonding session uh, because there's a lot of spirit in that pub isn't there that, that, that was the main for me that was one of the main um, advantages it's, to this it's quite thing. interesting that because I would I would think that you get your advantages of that later on in the season well, but they, they, limped, they limped over the line didn't they but they, they, put, they pulled it round at the end didn't they yeah, yeah. 
They have a big wobble, didn't they? And then yeah, you'd think, you'd think... I think if Dean Smith had stayed at Walsall, he wouldn't have gone up. I think Walsall would have gone up instead of him. Yeah, I think he's an half-decent manager, that Dean Smith. I think, uh, like, so I think... I think we might have finished second if that guy had stayed at Walsall. Yeah. yeah. Mm, we would have finished second. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think Clough... Clough are lucky for getting him up. I don't rate now, so Clough, me. Anyway, so... So we are after game game coming up. Um, and if it's a bit... If, uh, well, the 15th at the moment, um, the four points ahead of us, so we're not gonna, gonna jump above them. Rain them in. I watched them against yeah. Forest, mate. Uh, was it Forest? Derby. 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 I thought they were really good. I didn't think Derby were much caught, but. Well, Derby are, they? But they, <laughs> you know, they, they give them a pace, they, really. That f- especially the first half, they pressed them up the pitch. They, they, won- they kept winning the ball near their goal. It, it was. It was all Burton. Mm, they, awesome. they fully deserved the win. Can't tell you, yeah. yeah, Friday well, night. Yeah, most of the teams they played though, they were actually the bottom half. That's the other thing we've learned so far. Mm. I mean, they played Cardiff the other week, didn't they? Yeah. As well, you know, yeah, they, they played Forest. Pardon? They got a result against them. Yeah, they? yeah. So they've, they've not been playing like the, the flying teams, mm. have they? I suppose uh, they'll get tested as the season goes on. Well, I think they'll get tested in the next game they play at the VW Stadium. They robbed us last time, didn't they? That yeah, El Kayaki. Yeah, that we used to have had a free kick on edge of the box in the rock away. Stats something special, that though, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. We took that, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. Um, Jimmy Floyd. Yeah. He's under investigation, isn't he, going back to that previous thing. Mm. Uh, then we go into November, and there's other. Do you know there's another international break in November? Yes. Yeah, Scotland, don't we? Good. That's when you should be going on holiday. I think that's when I might be going. Burglars. What? Uh, so I think that's when I'm going away. Mm. Right, anyth- any- <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to talk about anything else before we knock it on the head? Anything? Uh, I heard something on talks on the radio today, Radio 5 Live today. There's a fella who's 401 marathons. In 401 days? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I like chocolate, but. Yeah, quarter of a million pound he rares. Brilliant. Well done. Brilliant. Yeah. Why has he done it? Has he, have they said why? And I don't know which charity it was, it did mention it. He's, I, uh, he's raised it for uh, several charities that yeah. deal with young kids who are being bullied because he himself was a victim of bullying at school because he's gay. I've, 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 I've seen it, yeah, I've seen and, it a few weeks uh, ago. He did his last one today, but there was a heck of a lot of people out there supporting him. And um, I think it's actually gone through the roof, the actual sponsor. Yeah, I think it was something like about 8,000 short of his 250,000, but because of the profile it got, like, starting this morning on the radio, it was. Uh, um, um, I think he's gone through the roof of it. Yeah, so it hey, 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 can you do that? Hey, can you do 401 marathons in 401 <laughs> there? You get up every morning and you go for a long <laughs> run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so next week will be uh, the Burton preview. Nice and good night from me.
Trees. 